Talking Travel for our sponsor, Travel on King. And with us, we're lucky enough today to have Karen Nelson from Backroads Touring. Sally Lucas is here as well. Of course. Take us through some of the options we have for small group touring. Well, Karen and I were just having a chat before coming on air, and we thought today we'd talk about what we think is the best time to visit Europe. And, I mean, I've always said it, Jane, is May, June, and that's the time I always travel there. I think all the um, providers of tourism are eager because it's sort of just before the season onslaught. Um, They've got through winter and they're keen for business and keen to look after you. And I always find that you're not there in the throngs of the hot, which can be Europe can be very hot, of course, in July, August, and very crowded, of course, particularly around any of the seaports. So it, it is a great time to go in May, June. And there's lots of festivals, aren't there, Karen, yeah. as well? That's, that's the, another good thing about going then. And, and Sally, you're so right. I mean, the, the people are fresh and they're not jaded from months and months of tourism. Mm. And the festivals, I mean, you can just about go anywhere. Uh, and, you know, particularly on if you're with a small group of people, that they have some... Uh, you can get some incredible experiences. You know, every little village you get to in Italy has got some festival, you know, like mm. the Romeo and Juliet story we talked about, mm. you know, the Cap- Capulets and, yes. and the Montagues. And, yeah. and you yeah. know, it's so um, old, it, you yes. know, that whole about carrying your colour and, and it goes even to... To today about, you know, when we go to football games, having different colours, you know, yes, such yes. a fantastic experience. And especially if you come across it sort of a little bit unexpected, you yes. know, because you're in those out-of-the-way places. They're the delightful things, I think, yep. when you when you go to Europe and you just happen to fall upon something and you just yep. go, wow, yep. you know, this is an incredible experience that I wasn't expecting, yep. you know, which I yep. think is fantastic. I mean, there are some well-known ones, of course, in Italy, like the Paleo Horse Race in Siena, yep. which, you know, they're written as spectacular. I haven't done it. I have booked clients to do it and they reckon yep. it's just an amazing scene to see those horses race around in this square in, in, in the middle of Siena, you know, it's just mm. a wonderful experience. But like even in um, the Cinque Terre, they've got the the Sagra di Limoni, which is at Monterosso, which is a lemon festival. You know, there's other countries, other, sorry, uh, villages that have an artichoke festival or whatever. So it's not just the ones we hear about so much. They all have these other little food, wine, cheese, whatever, you know, opera in Verona, an opera festival, etc. Mm. So you can you can find something in that time of the year that will just about suit everybody's whim or fancy. Yeah, and it's such a good time temperature-wise as well to travel. It is, isn't it? I mean, most of the trips I have ever done, not that I want to sit here and say we're into my birthday, but it's the yeah. end of April. And mm. it can be really cold, but it's such a great time. And, and the spring flowers are just fantastic. You know? Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, you do, you do certainly, I think every time I've gone, you certainly still do need to have a jacket, you know. Absolutely. Um, to yeah. take with you and you know you can have that range as you say of still getting a lovely warm day but you still can get that coolness totally as well cool. but it's so much better to travel at that that time yeah. of the year when you haven't yeah. got the heat um, and also in France I mean you've got so many festivals in France as well I mean obviously the Cannes Film Festival which is well known the Versailles Festival which is classical music opera and dance which runs from May onwards um, the Night of Museums across France on this year it was May 19 where museums stay open late and are free so, you know, you can incorporate these things where you're not often paying for something. You're getting something free to go and visit, which is wonderful. And the D-Day Festival, of course, across Normandy, which is end of May into June. So, yeah, and, and all of these things can be experienced, of course, on a lot of your tours too, yes, Karen. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we could talk about that later, but yes, there's some no, unique experiences, yeah. particularly when you go to Guernsey and places like that. Yeah, so. sure. Yeah, fantastic. Guernsey. Hmm. 
Got something to do with a recent film? I think oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Might just have. Okay. And potatoes. <laughs> and peeling. Well, we do have a competition, of course, a draw for you to win if you're thinking of flying out of Sydney in the near future. Uh, well, it doesn't have to be the very near future either. And you'd like to stay at the Mantra Hotel at Sydney Airport uh, along with return transfers from Newcastle with Newcastle Connections. So uh, it is the only way to connect to Sydney when you travel. And um, what do you have to do? Go to our website, 2NURFM.com. And enter your details. Now, it is the last Friday of the month, but we're going to extend it for an extra week. We will be announcing our May winner. There is a winner every month. Our May winner next Friday. So, if you'd like to be in it, head along to 2 we're talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King, and we're looking at some interesting things, sort of festivally type things and small group touring around Europe at the moment. And with us, we have Karen Nelson from Backroads Touring, and of course, we have Sally Lucas. And of course, we're going to talk a little more on this time because this year was a very important year. Uh, with the celebration, or not celebration, commemoration of the end of the First World War and the new Sir John Monash Centre. And also in Flanders, as Karen has just been chatting to us off air, there's this wonderful display, which I guess would be very moving to see, of uh, little clay sculptures of about 600,000 soldiers. So you Mm. might be able to tell us a little bit more about that and the John Monash Centre too, Karen. I I think... Oh, sorry, did you? No, yeah, no, okay, no, okay. No. I think it's so important, you know, for me, especially uh, not being native to Australia, that um, we keep all these stories alive, you know, and the John Monash Centre, as uh, controversial as it was when it, you know, when it was being funded and was mm. being built, the interacted um, experiences you can have there, like literally like you were there when it was happening and the different uh, soldiers' stories and mm. and the way actually what I love about the whole centre is that you can actually do it at your own pace because they have an you know an interactive um, app that you can download on your on your iPhone and and you walking I mean you're like there it all happened there it is mm. and it's for me particularly in 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 my job where I talk to a lot of younger people that really don't have an understanding for what happened in World War One or for World War Two and it's it's their story I mean World War Two is part of my story because mm. my mother was you know a child of World War Two but World War One you know you lost forty percent of your population and it's it's paramount to me that these stories continue and you know when you do a tour of that area and the knowledge it's really like going to university it's it's you know mm. y- you can go and do a tour in Europe and have a great time and eat and everything like that but here you really learn so it's going to an open air university if you can put it that way yes. it's fantastic and the, and the monash center is is just um yeah it's something I'd love to go back yeah. and do, having done the Somme battlefield area, yeah. of course, and yeah. this is something so new. But just a little bit sort of I read and heard about it at the time that it was, it was so moving, like people yeah. would come out of there and extremely moving, yeah. especially with the, as you're saying, the interactive um, media type, multimedia yeah. displays and yeah. the, how it was done by, I think it was done by actors, wasn't it, acting yeah. out what yeah. the soldiers went through. So it yeah. made it very real because you were yeah. seeing real people yeah. and what they experienced. And yeah. as you say, a lot of people have got no conception yeah. of what they might have been going through. But even when I went the first time without having seen this, I was yeah. just so moved 
Um, so, you know, I can understand with this yeah. now to be even more moving. Um, well, as you said, real... there are so many different mm. festivals. And, and, you know, if we can talk maybe a little bit more about World War II coming back across the mm. channel, uh, you know, yes. we, we have this incredible uh, tour that basically goes from London to Paris via the Channel Island. And you go to Guernsey, and, yes, the movie we were just talking about, the, the name that is so long that I keep forgetting it, you know, the, the Guernsey... Guernsey Literary Li- Potato Peel Society. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it. I always get the words. I yeah. have to write it down because I get the words all back to front usually, but anyway. It's, and, and, you know, it's, it's actually, I think, when I talk to people about all these things, I talk a lot about movies because it's a great way for, uh, you know, our generation to learn things. But, mm. you know, the movie... Um, that long word that you said mm. before, the potato peel <laughs> literary society, uh, really is about the authoress who discovers this, you know, small group of people in Guernsey. And and on the tour that um, I have done, we actually go to meet Molly Bymit. And I remember meeting her. She's this phenomenal lady. You know, she's 86 and you'd think she was still 25, you know, totally with it, with her medals in her red jacket and talking about, you know, how, how hard it was to survive in those days. And, mm. How you know her? How how the Germans that worked on Guernsey? Yes, they were at war, but some of them were actually also a little bit on holiday. These young strapping men that mm. the local girls would possibly even run away with because there were yes. no men left in Europe. You know, they were all at the front. Yes. Uh, and I've got this book here called The Child's War, which is the book about Molly Bayard. So, the movie is about the author that goes and discover this group of people. But it is um, an amazing. You know, they stole one of the sentences in the book is, you know, we stole. Uh, we we ate seaweed and stole potatoes from the German. Phenomenal. Yes, yeah, it is. And it, I read the book and I missed on the movie, but yeah, yes, it, it is yeah. an incredible story, as you say. Yeah. And these are some of the things that you can do when you go to Europe, which, yeah. you know, it's, it's our history. And even yes. though we're only young here, yeah. we still have a history yeah. that's affiliated with the UK and with Europe, yeah. you know. So yeah. I think it's important to have to, these experiences. And yeah. also the thing with when you're travelling around Guernsey, you know, there's a particular point with us that you have to actually go in a horse-drawn carriage to go to see the remnants, you know, like the cannons or the, the fortifications. And a girlfriend of mine had just come back from this particular trip. She said that they were trying to get into this field uh, and they had to actually go through this wooden gate and this great big cart horse was standing in front of the gate, you know, rubbing himself, you know, mm. in glee because he was itching. I mean, you couldn't do that if you not were with a small group of people, basically. Yeah, anyway. they're, they're, the, they're the great experiences. Yeah. So thanks, Karen. Thanks for coming on today and sharing some of the experiences we can all enjoy when we do small group touring. Thank you so much. It's Karen Nelson from Backroads Touring with us. Um, We're talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King, and it's hot deals time. Sally, what is there in the travel marketplace at the moment? Okay, Jane. Well, firstly, we'll talk about the Backroads um, offer, which is coming into effect for next year, for 2019. There should be brochures out at the end of June, but they're having an early bird offer now if you want to book by 19 June and pay in full by 31 August, where you have got some great savings of up to around about $900 per couple on a range of their Europe and UK programs. Um, if you're just wanting to get away from the winter chills, not that we've had too much chill yet, but I'm sure we will at some stage. Um, Fiji, the Sheraton Fiji Resort have got a lovely deal at 
at the moment, though you haven't got long to um, book this. It expires next week, the 31st of May, which is next Thursday. It's a four-night package, including return air, four nights accommodation at the Sheraton Fiji in an ocean room, which is giving you 30% off the accommodation, buffet breakfast daily. They've got six swimming pools there. They've got a lawn bowling green. They've got aquarobics, volleyball, all sorts of things, a fitness centre you can use and all of that. So that is, as I said, booked by 31 May, and that's from under $1,200 per person all up. Rail, just a few rail things at the moment, Jane. Um, everyone knows, of course, of the Venice Simplon Orient Express, but we've got, which goes through Europe, but you've got the Eastern and Oriental Express as well. So you can go either to Singapore, Bangkok, or vice versa on either a three- or a four-night journey. They've got 50% off the companion at the moment on that one if you book by 15 June for travel until December 2018. And again, it's one of those beautiful classic trains if you'd like to incorporate that into your Asian itinerary. And while we're talking rail, also in Europe, they've got some spring savings where you can get up to 30% off your first or second class Eurail Global Pass, and so long as you book by June 3. And also there's another one where if you travel between France and Switzerland, you can get savings of up to 70% off if you travel between July 2 and August 29 and book by 8 June. So some good rail savings here. And even within Australia, we have some lovely ones um, using, of course, the beautiful trains we have, the GAN and the Indian Pacific. There's a whole range of packages for the summer months, which is December to March. This is when you get your low priced fares because it is hotter, etc. But that it's still you get some great savings of up to $2,600 per couple on a range of itineraries going either to Perth or from Perth or to Darwin, etc. So keep that they, in mind. They are air conditioned, aren't they? They are, absolutely. And I I mean, even we had people go, or friends, not people, shall I say, friends went to Uluru this year in January, and I thought, oh, geez, you know, she came back. They actually, it rained in January, which is rare, and so they saw Uluru with all the waterfalls coming off the rock. How spectacular. Mm. And she said it wasn't. It was a dry heat, and it wasn't too bad at all. So there you go. And that's when you can get your savings. Um, double the Fiji fun. This is another Fiji one. Half the price with Captain Cook cruises. Bring friends or family for half price, and they say, but have double the fun. On all three, four, and seven, and 11 night cruises with Captain Cook Fiji cruises, we've got a, fa- a friend and family fare 50% off. Every second person cruises for half price. And so Solo travellers have uh, receive a 25% discount, and that's uh, on sale now until 30 June. So that's a good deal as well. MSC Cruises in Europe are having what they call their sizzling summer sale. That's a bit of an alliteration there, isn't it? Save up to 30% on 2018 departures through Mediterranean, Northern Europe and the Caribbean. And and this is uh, right through to, well, about October this year on a whole range of cruises throughout with MSC Cruises. Lastly but not leastly, Star Clippers, those beautiful yacht-type vessels that you can go on, have got a 20% saving on their uh, cruises in Indonesia, which is the Indonesian archipelago, which is quite, a lot of it quite untouched that you're going to. And really there's no other cruise vessels do this in depth like they do. And they also visit, of course, the famous Komodo Island where the Komodo dragons come from. And they've got 20% off on a whole range of their itineraries from uh, July, August and September 
there's seven and ten night cruises there where you've got great savings. So as usual, Jane, there's always a lot there that you can take advantage of and enjoy your holiday, whatever you're doing. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And do remember that our competition, our draw, you can get yourself in it for May if you'd like to win a night's accommodation at the Mantra Sydney Airport and transfers return transfers from Newcastle to Sydney and back with uh, Newcastle Connections for hassle-free travel. And all you have to do, go to 2com Down the bottom of the homepage, you click on the little icon there and you'll find out how to do it. We'll be announcing the winner of the May Prize next Friday on 2NURFM, when again we'll talk travel on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Travel on King. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.